Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. And we're back with Weed for Warriors here on Days and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. We're with Brian, Travis, and Sean of Weed for Warriors. Great organization. Guys, welcome back. So, Sean, with respect to um, the sharing um, of cannabis, uh, you let's say you buy it in a dispensary and you bring it to a Weed for Warriors event, adults can share with one another. Is that correct? Correct. People at home who are listening, who have vets in their family and have seen firsthand the results of PTSD and the effects uh, of combat and just stress on veterans, go to Weed for Warriors, bring your legally purchased dispensary purchases and share them with these these young men and women. I think they would appreciate it. Um, Speaking of men and women, what's what's the makeup of your group of men to women? Travis here. I would definitely say it's Probably 80 to 90% men, uh-huh. and then the remainder is female veterans. And of those female, I would say majority are of the uh, older crowd. Uh, in, in like the Vietnam era or Korea? Uh, that, yes, v- v- Vietnam or um, Desert Storm era. Oh, Desert Storm 1, right. Okay, got it. And I would say, you know, uh, each chapter is a little bit different, although Travis's point, I think we're going to be way on the male side with the female veterans more in minority, just, but that's the reality of, of service too. Sure. And just on a demographic basis, but we have a lot of caretakers who attend like spouses who are female and moms and, and, and people who are female. And we get an amazing demographic, for example, and I don't know if this is Brian Seenum, but we've had you know, basically a grandfather, uncle, brother, dad, and son, all military veterans showing up to our, our, our thing. So I encourage what you just said, come to these events and, and experience them because what you're going to find is connections. People are real and the cannabis that's being shared kind of lowers everyone guard. You never have problems at these events. Everyone's happy. And you know what? It's a magical experience. And I think we can thank, you know, the fact that we're able to provide this at no cost to anybody and the fact that that's all the hard work of people like Brian and Travis, and, and they deserve the kudos because they're saving lives today. And that, that's an amazing thing going on in the community. Right on. And, and for the people at home, uh, when you're listening to this, this isn't like going to the Salvation Army at Christmas or Thanksgiving, okay? You're not volunteering for one day. You're coming in to a group that's eating together, talking together, having camaraderie together, and have a very similar background. And um, their ethos is all the same. So this is not a, like, I'm going to help today because I'm feeling bad about myself. This is about helping people feel good about themselves consistently. So do get out there and try to go to one of these Weed for Warrior projects. You know, in answer to, you know, our, our, our representation, one thing is great to point out is I think amongst our leadership, we have female veterans who are leading chapters. We have the LGBTQ community uh, well represented, having had transgendered uh, leadership. We're very welcoming with 
broad, uh, you know, evidence of, of all types, including we don't care if you're honorably discharged or, or not other than honorably, because a lot of these vets who have PTSD right. turn to drugs during, uh, you know, the, because of their service and got kicked out. So we don't judge what we're really about. I would say think Elks Lodge if you don't have veteran family members and think the American Legion if you do. But cannabis instead of alcohol is the focus, creating all the wonderful side effects of cannabis use in the community. So let, let's do back up there a bit, Sean, and talk about veterans who are dishonorably discharged or otherwise discharged on you know mental grounds or whatever. How many people that you're acquainted with in your group were given heavy either? Uh, oxy or psychotropics during their military service to try to treat this. So it started early and basically a government funded downward spiral. Do Are you acquainted with that? Yeah. So I would like to see Brian and Travis have much more recent active duty experience than my old butt. So I think they would be more appropriate to answer whether they saw much psychotropic and so forth used during their service yeah. than something you'd get from me. Prior to release, so, prior to getting out. Correct. They'd be the two better people to ask Tra- about Travis, that. you want to comment on that one? Personally, me, I didn't. I don't know any veterans that were on that. And it, it's another one of those unspoken things that when you're in, we don't call them, at least when I was in, we don't call them counselors or therapists. We call them wizards. And you didn't really (laughs) (laughs) say you were going to the wizard, like the one NCO, the one supervisor or the manager that was in charge of you. He spoke to you about it. And it obviously above knew, but it was kind of another unspoken thing. So if there was veterans or, or active duty, I wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. It brings new meaning to Roth to see the wizard, doesn't it? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Brian, you got a comment on that one? Um, yeah, for me, um, what happens when you get back from a deployment is you get all these, these forms. It's like a huge packet of forms. And basically, you fill them out and they'll have questions about like your anxiety. It's basically a form to see if you have PTSD. But for a lot of veterans who are still in and have um, desire to stay in, they're not going to tell the truth on that form and risk not being able to stay in the military due to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And so from my experience, a lot of the problems do start towards the, the time the veteran decides to get out. And um, depending on how your deployment schedule is, some veterans will get home from deployment and be out of the Marine Corps in less than a month. So there's no real time for them to settle in and, really know what's going on with them yet. Cause they're still, they still have that camaraderie of being around the unit. Right. It's really that day that you get separated from that. And, um, that's what I noticed from my experiences. It's when veterans are removed from their, their, uh, brothers and sisters they serve with that I saw the most problems starting. Well, that was a very interesting subject matter, and there's a lot more to come. So please join us here on Days and Infused in just a couple of minutes. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. 
elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Weed for Warriors here on Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. We're with Brian, Travis, and Sean of Weed for Warriors. Great organization. Guys, welcome back. You know, on um, the Weed for Warriors, which is WFWproject.org, um, there's a really powerful video of a, a fellow with a red beard and talking about how going to the meetings is got him out of isolation and how, yeah, I think it was, I think it was true. Travis or Brian was talking about just not going out sometimes and how, you know, you, it just, you get isolated because you feel safest in that realm and it's a safety thing. Yeah. Anybody want to comment on that? Uh, Travis, you want to comment on just feeling safe within yourself and then getting out of that kind of zone and getting in with more of your, your brothers and sisters. Yeah, I was definitely um, kind of going along with what, what Brian said. When when you come back from deployment, you take that that test basically, and then pretty much everyone kind of answers the same thing. And then it's like once you're, you're still, you don't feel that sense. Like all the the bad basically isn't there because you're still around your brothers and sisters. You're still in the motion. You're still chasing the rat every day. You're still you know, or chasing the cheese every mm-hmm. day. And then once you get out it hits you. And then the, like you said, the safest thing, the only thing you can do is isolate yourself because you don't like, unless you went back, unless you're married. And even then sometimes the the divorce rate in veterans is almost just as high as the divorce rate in the military. And you just feel the sense to isolate yourself for some 
I, I guess the only reason it is is safety, but it's a, it's an irrational safety because there's no real, like, I mean, you, you're already doing it. It's just now you have to learn doing it how you were before the military. You know, most right. people join, even, even if you're 18, you still did that for 18 years. Okay. Maybe not 18, but 12 years of your life, you still did a lot of the things by yourself. There's not really a difference, but the way the military instills things into you, it's you're, you're forced to be that way. Right. I'm I'm not a psychiatrist by any means, but I can see that internalization of your feelings where you feel like you're protecting yourself is a defense mechanism. And you're just like, I'm better off here just by myself. And I don't need to talk to anybody. I don't need help. I don't need to have camaraderie anymore because I'm, I'm this unit into myself. And, and that's really devastating. And it's triggers. I mean, you're talking about isolation, which is one of the big side effects of people with PTSD and anxiety and people and things trigger you. And so what happens is you withdraw to avoid those triggers. And I think the amazing thing about what our, you know, I call kind of our frontline efforts um, that a lot of people are doing is that's what we're trying to break and getting these people, as Travis said, he doesn't really go out much other than this. And if that is being provided, and that's all we can do, we win. All right. Let's, let's talk about a really horrible subject, one that I, I, I hate, but we brought it up earlier and is because I, I'm not a vet, but um, I was uh, suffering after a very bad car accident and I uh, was put on what I call the death spiral by my doctors um, of, of six or seven drugs that I actually came back in and said to my doctor about three months later, I said, I think you're trying to kill me. And I turned to cannabis um, after that trauma and I threw all my drugs away. Let's, let's talk about what the, the meds, the vets are getting right now. And, and this, what I would call death spiral, anybody can answer this, but Travis, Brian, you got a kind of feedback so that people at home know what doctors or so-called doctors are giving our vets when they come home to, to treat PTSD and how it's not working. Yeah, so they they symptom prescribe. So if you go in and you talk to your doctor and you let them know like what what's going on in your life and they'll prescribe a different medication for every symptom you're having. And not to my knowledge is there any study that takes into consideration the mixture of all these medications together. And in my opinion, that's what is leading to such a high veteran suicide rate is we have veterans on all these conflicting medications to treat one thing that can be treated way better with cannabis. Right on. Travis, any comments? Uh, the, way, the, the way I look at, because oh, Brian said there's not really a treatment, but the way I look at the care for PTSD is you got to look at it as if you had a flat tire. And you, you got that flat tire in the military. And like Brian said, it could be a month. You could deploy. I, I didn't get out after my deployment for two years. And, you know, any veteran, that could be different. So you got a flat tire from that time frame. And then you're driving on that flat tire. And then you get a brand new tire. That's the medication. That's the treatment they give you. And the military calls you fixed. Right. But you've been driving on a flat tire for maybe a month, two months, two years. No. So just getting a brand new tire isn't like, yeah, you deal with that problem. But if you're a civilian now, you shouldn't be dealing with deployment problems. So it doesn't really add up to me. Right. Um, We're coming to the end of an hour, oddly 
enough. It went really fast, but I wanted, it's not, we got about 15 minutes left or 10 minutes. Is there, um, it's a good opportunity for um, us to shout out to anybody that you left behind or anybody you want to remember here on, on, on air, Travis, anybody that you left in the past and is not with us anymore that you want to remember here live on the line? Yes, definitely. Um, I'd be Victor Zapata, be Ron Singleton, Harry Lou, and Joshua Yuta. Sean, anybody for you? Just put it out there in the ether. Um, you know, the way I would answer it is, uh, and I think it tries to tie it out, is at the end of the day, you know, cannabis use and why this is all so important to us is it's a substitute for the opiates and they come with the side effect of addiction and overdose. Mm-hmm. and and these are FDA side of, these stated side effects and the suicidal inclinations that come with the psychotropics. Uh, so suicidal thoughts, and I think, you know, uh, Brian's dead on. It is absolutely a catalyst for the overdose suicide epidemic going on in the veteran community, as well as the larger community uh, that we come from. And I think that is effectively why this fight is so important, because cannabis access is showing uh, it's lowering those rates in communities and it's being measured by access. So Prop 64 is taking access to only 24% of the state and cost is a prohibitive factor in the black market, you know, as it's been, as in, you know, people are in handcuffs today in the black market on the front page of the LA Times this weekend. Right. We have to fight for the end of each other. And I think uh, we need to figure out to, how to make this work. And that's the best thing we can do to honor the memories of those who we have all lost. And, you know, that's, veterans and non-veterans as veterans represent in our parts of families throughout the country. Right. Great answer. Uh, something I just wanted to add real quick. Um, yes, Brian? Yeah. The one thing that is um, extremely heartbreaking with as many veterans as we did lose, when we, we first got out of the service, there, there was not really a, a suicide. Our, our unit keeps track of all the people that served with us and um, if they pass away. And the one thing that's really heartbreaking to see is the, the deployment KIAs have stopped, but the suicide list grows on and it's getting to the point where it's going to surpass the amount of people we lost in actual combat. You're looking at 22%. Is that correct? It's a uh, 22 veterans a day, a uh, 22 veterans a day. I'm sorry. And, yeah. and the, the problem with that number is that only is being reported from half of the states, California, I think, just a couple of years back, just said they'll finally start gathering the numbers. So there's still a good portion of the states that they're not federally obligated to even report on those numbers. If they want those numbers, and you want those numbers, you have to go out there and get them. Now, let me just add that the VA has come out since and said they've done a thorough investigation and the new number is 20 a day. But again, I think there's enough variation because at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that aren't classified as suicide that are, for example, when someone runs into a, a you know, brick wall of, of, a, of a parking garage, yes, they're drunk and on drugs, but it was suicide, not a accident. Uh, and so I think that the, we have to take any number with a grain of salt. Um, and so I think whether it's 20 or 22, and I think I agree with Brian and, and, and Travis that it's probably closer to 22 because of what I just described. Uh, I just wanted to notify that, uh, yeah, the VA has come out and said the new number is 20 a day. Not that that matters worth a shit because it's still way too high. Way too high. 
Wow, that was great subject matter, guys. Um, we're going to go to a second break here and come back with Sean, Travis, and Brian of Weed for Warriors. Great subject. Looking forward to hearing more. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network Learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Weed for Warriors here on Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. We're with Brian, Travis, and Sean of Weed for Warriors. Great organization. Guys, welcome back. Just getting to the VA, the tricky subject always with vets. Um, just short answers here, guys. Are they doing their job? Are they trying? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? They're trying. They're, there's a lot more accountability. And um, Brian probably could speak more to this, but now you can actually sue the VA for malpractice. Wow. Which that's So that's exactly. I mean, that alone shows they're at least trying. I mean, there's always going to be growth. No, I mean, I'm sure we could find, you know, a decent amount of people that say Kaiser screwed them over, but you know, everyone says they want Kaiser. So, you know, it's, it's a subjective answer in a way. And mine is they're trying and I don't have anything negative to say about them. The one thing I will say is though, is they try harder getting you into the system. And then once you're in the system, you're in the system. So you don't get the same effort of them trying. Right. Let's get to basically what can regular people do, non-vets, what can they do for your organization? Sean, what can... And I would say in the near American term, do. get involved at the local level. 
Okay. And, and reach out to the chapters. And in the long, medium to long term, uh, if we're successful and can amplify the brand at a larger level and a higher kind of decimal, I think they can support it in whatever avenues we, we can provide. I think right now we're figuring out we got a great hook. You can help vets, right? And I think we have the authenticity that people see we're really helping vets. And I think if we can translate that into an easier way for people to convey, I want to help vets, but how? If we can answer that question, I think we'll all be a lot better off. And that's exactly where our focus is right now. Okay. Um, I would Travis? say not, not only um, um, non-military or civilian, but even um, anybody in the cannabis organization, honestly, anything helps. Like you said, the um, website, if there's a veteran or a non-veteran out there that can help with website or, or anything like that. If there's someone that could make t-shirts, you know, quality t-shirts. Um, like how you said, if there's a business or just anybody that has legal meds that wants to give them, because basically the, how I perceive the law and how I've been told is look at it like alcohol. If you're over 21, you can give somebody alcohol just like you give somebody cannabis. If it's under 21, then there's a problem. And, it, and of course, you bought the alcohol legally and of course, you bought the cannabis legally. So yeah. if we're talking in the legal realm, then then please anything honestly will help. We have a, a veteran, a new veteran that came and he asked what he could do. And I told him if he could just go to the dollar store and buy um, a dollar baggie of the, the brown baggies, the lunch mm -hmm. bags, because that's what we put the donations in. 99 cents, probably what, eight at the end for one month. And he's, he said no problem. So like I said, anything honestly helps. You know, um, just my own personal comment on, on certain, uh, on vets. Okay. I, uh, regularly duck hunt every year. And, and I, I hunt with a lot of vets. And these guys are all getting to the age where they're actually turning to cannabis. They weren't cannabis users before for their ailments. And I'm going to shout out to some of you guys, if you're listening tonight and say, this is a worthwhile cause. And I think you should get behind it. And you should visit one of these meetings. And I think you might, as we said earlier, you just might click and it might take you back to a better time or a different time in your life. And um, then, let me just say a disclaimer real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. We really focus, if people want to help out, we start at the chapter level. So we kind of say, hey, if you want to help and be involved in our brand, you got to just help at the chapter level. And then we see how people work and we work together and we move from there. So if you have bigger ambitions or bigger thoughts, it all starts with people like Brian and Travis because they've got to be okay and they've got to see, you know, it was at the end of the day, this is about coming together as a community, not to make money or right. do anything. Um, it doesn't mean you can't do all that long-term, but in the near term, we've got to help the community and veterans. So that's where we meet and that's where we develop our relationships. And in terms of contribution, whether it's money or whether it's weed or whether it's food, this is a one-to-one -one donation. You're looking at the face of the person you're giving it to. This isn't like you're giving to the Red Cross. This isn't something like that, which is nebulous and you don't know where your money's going. You know. And it's important person. to say, we no one gets paid here. Uh, we're all basically 100% disabled vets, or we help on disability moving in that direction. Uh, this is the greater community. Exactly, we have restaurants doing uh, food. We have companies sponsoring food uh, and so forth. And so, at the end of the day, uh, we give 100% back, and that's kind of what we're known for. And we like that purity and ability to feel good about it. Okay, before we get to shouting out, you know, websites and all the rather all the other good promotional stuff. Um, Sean, you were talking about some new news. You want to share that or is it too early? 
No, I think, you know, I don't know when you're going live or this is going live, but you can share what I'm about to say anytime you want. But effectively, It's going on about two weeks, probably. Okay, so we will have a shared at that point in time news regarding a uh, basically a video of a city official in Los Angeles that was taped by someone we think, really, uh, but that's irrelevant because they feel threatened because the environment is down there so horrible. And so they've come to us and with the Pop Brothers, who are their uh, lawyers, we're going to release this as work with Cannabis Talk 101 tomorrow and talk about what's going on at the city level and where we think the blame lies. And, you know, as I said, we're fighting and I think the industry is fighting for the same thing, which is less regulation and lower taxes, have a healthier industry that can contribute back to the community through things like SB 34 and get it involved in not only our chapter efforts, but other groups that are doing wonderful things and, and have a community we can all be proud of and provide jobs that pay for the, you know, for, for people's work and, and, and pay our fair share of taxes to the state. Right on. Now, for those of people who are listening, who may be vets, I, it, you may not know this, but a lot of dispensaries, I was at uh, Captain Jack's in San Bernardino last week. They offer uh, discounts to vets. If you bring in your um, your service card or whatever ID you have, uh, they will usually give you a discount. So that's nice. And there's a lot of people who participate in that. And I shout out to Captain Jacks for doing that. Very worthwhile thing. Um, and um, so let's, let's wrap this up with um, Brian. You want to promote any event? I know that we're doing something pretty soon, but there's other events coming up. What do you have for our people at home? Um, yeah, we have our next chapter meeting. We always hold our chapter meetings the last Monday of the month in Oakland. And um, they're from 6 to 9 p.m. If you're interested in coming out or supporting, um, my email is wfwpoaklandca at gmail.com. And, um, or you can reach out via Instagram, which is wfwp underscore Oakland. Why don't you shout out that uh, email again? Yeah, the email for the Oakland chapter is wfwpoaklandca at gmail.com. I think, listen, get involved. You can follow the main page, which is kind of our activist news, and we promote the, the chapters at WFW Project or WFW underscore project on IG. Just type in uh, you know that on IG and you'll get us. And you can reach me or anyone there or through any of our chapters. All right. Well, Again, if you're a veteran listening to this podcast or um, any other podcast regarding Weed for Warriors, you, there's camaraderie out there for you. You don't have to be alone. You can find your brothers and sisters in arms at Weed for Warriors gatherings, and uh, you should get out there and take advantage of it. It might just uh, be what you need in your life. Guys, thanks very much for being with us today, and um, I really appreciated your time. And um, I want to shout out to two vets in my life who are now gone. That's um, uh, Tony Lewis, United States Marine Corps, um, Vietnam, and to my Uncle John, killed on Iwo Jima right at the end of World War II. Um, so thanks again, guys. And I really appreciate you being here. Reach out anytime. And Shuggies is going to be there for you and I'm bringing some Shuggies cocktails to your next event. And thanks very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. 
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.